Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that's Connor and we're going to talk about The Expanse, Season 1, Episode 3, it's called Remember the Cant, full spoilers for the episode as always. Connor, what did you think of this episode? I think this might have been my favourite one yet. Cool, cool. Uh, I liked it a lot too. I, I don't know if it was my favourite, I think I might still like the, the spectacle of the first one just a little bit more. But I get that, but this one actually furthered the characters on a much more meaningful level for me. And I, I yeah. felt like I got to know a lot more of them on a, on a much better level, which, while the spectacle is great, this means a lot more going forward. Yeah, I think, obviously, this really felt the effect of the, the can't being destroyed, and we see the, the effect on Ceres and how that, you know, the OPA, we learn a lot more about them, because we heard them mentioned in the last episode a little bit, but in this one we really get a sense of, oh, it's this organisation of sort of, kind of extremists but not quite yet like they might be up to no good but we're not really sure it's like a political alignment kind of thing i like that obviously we speculated the the last episode that it might have been a third party altogether like Mm. some rogue entity and they're at least aware of that there is this other entity it's not just oh who is this that's not the mystery it's why why now what are they doing it's Uh it's different it's more interesting i think i think the parallels to the the middle east are very apparent yeah and and this especially when there were when the the Mars Martians it's weird saying Martians when they're humans but it, it's accurate like, it is but it's just weird to, I'm gonna to have to get used to that but when the Martians are interrogating Nagata and they're like oh, are you a member of the OPA and she 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 has a line about oh I must be a terrorist because I'm a belt or something like it was just oh that's really yeah. I can feel the parallels of like you know yeah, which it's... is it's what sci-fi really is good at is you you take the the social issues the themes of today's world and you you put it into an extreme example and you explore it yeah. through other versions of the same things and i like that it's what good sci-fi always has been and i think it's a good thing for this show to have because it has a clear message a direction you get what this story is trying to be already just because you know what it's referencing yeah absolutely i i agree with that so, OPA is led by Jared Harris, who I was not expecting to pop up. I have no idea what accent he's doing in this. Couldn't tell you. I, I mean, it seemed... It, it wasn't annoying me. Like, it, it didn't feel like he was going in and out or anything like that. I just have no idea what accent it is. It's a very thick Mars accent. <laughs> well, he's not Martian, though. He's OPA. Well, yeah, but OPA... Maybe they come from, like... Like they're, they're people who came from Mars, Earth, the belts, where, and then they went to this this thing. They're, they are driven there rather than it being a place that they come from. Yeah, obviously the tensions, because the message that Holden recorded blaming Mars got out and it, it basically starts riots on the on series. Every, everyone starts, the unrest comes, the, the police are all told. They're not called police, actually. I should remember the name of the police force. It's like the Helix something... I can't remember it yet. I haven't got it yet. Yeah, but, it, but it's, it's, it, everything has a new name, so it's hard to remember all this stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll pick that up for next time. But they're told to all... like Just just kind of like watch the... the sh- not, if you can call them streets. It's weird calling them streets again because they're on a space station, but they're out and just like keep things calm. There's a lot of unrest, yeah. and, they're, and they're all charged with just going around and keeping everything from kicking off, which doesn't work. Riots happen anyway. Things. Yeah, it's kind of like, look, the water's boiling already. Just try not to let it spill over the side of the pan. Given all this tensions about uh, water restrictions, that was a very apt metaphor. I, I know. I thought that was quite clever and witty of me. But 
I'm not giving you that much credit. I, I think it was an accident. It Happy was. Accident. Well, it wasn't. No, it was, it was very clearly thought out. Uh, sure, sure. But it, it ends in a, a shock death. Actually, I, I did not see this coming. I thought because because we got a couple of more scenes with uh, Havelock, Miller's partner, because he'd, be, he'd been around the last couple of episodes, but he was just a side character. We didn't really get to know him. Whereas in this, we we know that he's going to be a prostitute. We've seen that before, but we see what he's actually doing with her. It's not just a a sex visit. He's there learning something from her. This uh, meditation. Dance. Language, almost. Lang- yeah, language maybe, yeah, maybe language. That's a that's a probably good guess. But the the way he's training that from her, he seems to like her. You know, mm. not 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 in the same, not just as a prostitute. He seems to like visiting her. Yeah, as a, a more, person, and yeah, in an intimate way, and she seems to like him as well. And we, we get some scenes with him, and he goes off to try and protect a different part of the neighborhood. I think it's where the, the brothel is actually. That's where he goes to go and protect because he's concerned about that area. And the extremism catches up to him because he's an earther. They see that he's from Earth, and this tension's rising, and these OPA members, which, it's kind of like, it's it's not like neo Nazis, but it's it's kind of, it's more of an oppressed society rather than one that sees themselves as better. Even though there's elements of that in the speeches and stuff, but it's, it's kind of that element where it's this angry mob that like just grab him and kill him because he's from Earth. It's this racism, yeah. this extreme racism. And I was, oh, how's he going to get out of this? I was thinking, yeah, he's not dying, he's the main character. And then, nope, skewed, he's dead. <laughs> I think it does a couple of really important things. Because obviously his main role for the first two episodes was... Exposition. Yeah. Exposition. Which, so them killing him off now tells me, okay, they trust us enough to just go with everything now. We don't need to be handheld the same way. Yeah. But also, I thought, we, we like you said, we were past that because we got scenes with him. So it's like, okay, now they've got past the exposition, we can have him yeah, do it, something. It was believable that, you know, you wait to episode three or four to start building some of the side characters. That's just normal. That, that happens. Yeah. And I completely bought that they were just starting to build him up and they were giving him this connection to this person. And it was the same thing with Holden and his girlfriend in the first episode. They did a good job of making me think, oh, this is going to be a character going forward. Oh, no, they're dead. But they made yeah. me care a little yeah. bit because they give him just a little, just enough character, just enough of a, yeah. and a connection to someone else that I cared when they died. And it goes I agree. To, it does that classic thing at the end where you end on a down note, you go to credits with no music. And just yeah, like it's the, that, that same kind of silent tone, yeah. the, the, the electrical hum or whatever it was. Yeah, of the, kind the, of the generator behind them. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was something that just kind of permeates the, the credits. Yeah. It's which always a great touch. Which is effective. I'm not. I'm not. Dis- I'm not uh, criticizing it. I'm just. It's a very no, classic it's, thing. No, it's do. probably the longest I've left the credits before. Obviously, stopping it going on to the next episode. Yeah, because you're just sitting there in shock. It's like, because you think he's going to get out of it. You think he's either Miller's going to show up at the last second and break it up, or someone else is going to intervene. But no, he's dead. He's hanging there, and you see that he's hanging there, lifeless. So there's no way that he's. Because you know, we've we've seen that they can reattach limbs, new limbs to people and things like that. We know they can cure a lot. Of, you know, medicine's a lot more advanced. But no, he's he's lying there. He's he's lifeless. He's just hanging on this on this. Yeah, skewer. and it is just very contemplative at the end, where it just it just sits on it and then cuts to credits. There's nothing. Just, just lets you think about it for a minute. Yeah, it shows you how extreme extreme this has gotten. It kind of stops it from being. Oh, it's just the theories of politics and you know racial colony tension between the, the three factions this is how severe it is this is how real it is this is yeah it's, it's already at this point yeah it's dark and we're this yeah. is where we are already so this is which you know going back to the 
you know, Holden and his crew that are on the Mars ship now. So we, we see Mars, we see they're all in uniform and they have a very strict, disciplined ship. It's very clean. Not as clinical as Earth, but more military. Which, again, goes back to what we've heard, that they are more of a, a military organisation. And it tells us a lot about them in, in that sense. We find out that the pilot, uh, Kamal, he, he used to serve under Mars and that's why they treat him differently. Yeah, because he was discharged honorably, yes. as, as he points out. So it's like, well, he has, you know, veterans' respect, essentially. Yeah, they give him a uniform, they give him something to drink, they don't put him in one of the small cells, he goes straight into the, the larger one, but they all eventually go to talk. But he gets immediate access into that. You know, have a shower, clean yourself up. You're mm. one of us, you get to you get to do that. It's like, we, we've got to treat you like a prisoner to some degree, because that's what you're here for, but we don't have to treat you badly about it. And do you know what I think this episode did more than anything? Because we have all this mystery of... Mar- Mars thinks that one of them is responsible for everything. They think one of them is a sleeper agent. And I think this episode did a good job of making you do, oh, is Nagata secretly OPA? But then it also made me go, well, what if Holden is? Yeah, we just... And we the, don't know enough about any of their backgrounds to discount anyone. Because Mars, the, the, the interrogator narrows it down to those two because he, he sort of rates the, all, all the ones off for various reasons. Because either they're not smart enough or they're not dedicated enough or they're ex-Mars, ex-Martian military, you know. And it gets down to them and I started thinking about it. And by the way, I'll, I will point out, yes, I don't want to just brush over the fact that he was eating this weird bubble of liquid thing that was... Doing something. To his pupils. I think it, I think it was like making them pick up on their... their yeah, because it was it was like a lie detector almost, where he, he could really notice the the way they were blinking. Because it was when he was asking Nagata about who sent the message, who leaked the the information, so they had to go and check the ship. It's when they got to hold and he seen her blink, and he knew like he was really attentive. If I had it. to speculate, I would say it's some sort of drug that makes time seem a little bit slower. Hmm. So he, you know, so he can like you you take it in at a, a slower pace. So because. Correct me if I'm wrong, the very first shot we had, you know, the woman on the ship, and she opens the bag, and it was two of these, right? At, at the time, I just took it as water, but you I might be right. I thought it was water yeah, as well. Yeah, but but then, then when I saw this, I was like, oh, okay, was that what that was? Which then begs the question, what did it do to her? Like, how did that help her in that situation? Because I took that at the time as it's what she's really weak because she's not had any water, and this gives her a bit of strength to. Yeah, this was like a water ration. That's what I thought it was until I saw it in this. Is it that almost like a it. steroid then? And that's how she kicked through the door because she was. No, she's, yeah. she they gave her the strength, the actual physical strength to do it. It's more of an actual stimulant kind of thing. Yeah, it could be, yeah. Yeah, it could be, yeah. So it's not bad. But yeah, so what I was getting to with Holden, though, is like. We, we took it at face value that oh, he's kind of a nice guy and it's his morals, it was his wanting to do the right thing that made him send that message so that they'd have to go and check it out. And he sent the, the message that he recorded and broadcast last time was because he wanted people to know the truth. But then all the other motivation we find out, not only from the, the Martians on the ship, but also the political stuff on Earth, is that whoever's done this, whoever this third party is, if it is the OPA or not, their intent is to start a war with Earth and Mars. Mm. and the Bellers. So the idea that, you know, he is the one who sent the message, he's the one that insisted to go out looking for it, and then he's the one who recorded this message, blaming Mars, that could ignite a war. I'm like, it could be him. He could actually not be the nice guy. And I think that'd be really interesting, because then it would make me say, well, maybe he is a nice guy, and the OPA are doing it for a good reason. 
perhaps, which then makes you go, well, what's the difference between him and the guys on series killing Havelock? Like, what, you know, what levels of, of this are there? Yeah, she's just an extremist like them, but... But it, it would introduce a lot of new moral quandaries for the show to explore. It would, especially since so far he seems like kind of the main character almost, but this would flip yeah. that on its head. And that mm. would, again, it would be interesting. Would Nagata be the true hero of the team in a, in a sense? Perhaps. Or, it would also um, make me think that it, you'd have Miller chasing after him, perhaps. Yeah, but what I loved about it, though, is that in, in the scenes of the interrogations, when, when they're bringing up, both in both scenes with one with Holden and one with Nagata, you see the doubt in their eyes as they're thinking about the other person. Mm. Is she OP? And then you see it in her eyes, like, wait, he did send a message. Is he implying that he did this? Imp- that he's actually secretly... Re- it's not just that he's guilty by accident of the- everyone dying on the ship, it's that he intentionally did it. And then there's the idea that maybe they both are, but they don't know the other one is. Oh, God, yeah, that's getting... That's getting crazy <laughs> it's possible territory. if they're sleeper agents. Yeah, and then tying into the stuff on series, specifically with... Miller going after you know Jared Harris's character, the the, the OPA, and interviewing and asking about this girl, and he you know I don't know who that is, and he's a weird accent. I can't do it. You know he's like I don't know who that is. It's very fragmented that accent, isn't it? Very fragmented, but he's very much. It sounds like he's like a political person who's like not wanting to comment on it, so they're just dancing around it. And he even Miller even says that. Oh, you've not actually answered any of my questions. You're, yeah, you're pretending you are, but you're you're just dancing around them. You're you're, you're blowing me off with these stock. He does feel like a classic politician in that sense. Yeah. Well, we have Which, that scene where the the two guys in the OPA are going to or try to refuse water to the Martian, and yeah. he comes out and says, "No, no, no, treat them like you want to be treated. If we yeah, actually otherwise, animals, we'll, we'll yeah. do the same to us." Yeah. Yeah. So this is not just about being right; it's about being better. But then that, if they are responsible for the the nuke in the ship, then that completely makes him a scumbag and hypocrite and. Whatever it else. does, but then it it makes me go back to say you know like the classic analogy is like for stories like this is is almost Star Wars because yes we we see them as a you know rebels they're doing the right thing but from say the Empire's point of view they're they're terrorists in this we're seeing this from Earth and Mars where they're terrorists but maybe they think themselves to be uh, similar to to a rebels I see where you're getting at with that comparison but I'm going to point a few flaws in it. Okay. Here, I don't think there is a clear right. I think that I think the point of this show is that it is more well, yeah. morally. Yeah, unclear. yeah. I was just turning the idea of, you know, seeing themselves. Whereas in Star Wars, I think it's very clear that the Empire is evil. It's not just a perspective thing. Well, yeah, but is the is everyone in the Empire, or is it just the guys at the top? You know. Okay, sure. Not everyone. It's it's kind of like if you're looking at Nazi Germany. Sure, Hitler's evil, but is every single person who was exactly. forced to. And I think that's. I think it'd be interesting to show took maybe that direction. Who would? Because at the minute it feels like okay, these are the ones. They're they're the bad guys trying to start a war. But why? Maybe it's more interesting. Well, yeah, we don't really know the true motive. I mean, obviously, we could speculate that it's just as simple as oh, we want vengeance because they're. It could be. But I feel like it is more interesting now that it is more deeper than that. But I I think you're right. I think the moral questions will be raised throughout, and we'll see characters whatever side they align with maybe question their allegiance and flip depending on what the leaders decide to do and what is the right thing and wrong thing. And yeah, I could so. also see our, our groups of characters coming together and creating a group independent, essentially. You know, working, you know, to try and solve the whole thing against all three of them. But obviously Miller's aware, he realises that the ship that Julia was on is the one that 
was the the lure, the trap for the, yeah. the cant. So, you know, the plots are kind of linking together. And even though there's stuff on Earth, the characters are very separate. They're talking about that incident. They're talking about, oh, the cant blew up. Who did this? A big plot point from Earth, of course, is we meet the Earth ambassador for Mars. Mm. And our character, uh, Avasarala, uh, I think I said that right that time, she tricks him. They're, they're kind of old friends, and she plays him a little bit, and she leaks the information that some that the OPA might have Martian stealth technology. And we find out that the Martians never gave it to them because they all immediately check. This is how their logic works: is the Martians immediately go, "Wait a minute, have we lost some stealth technology?" And they they all, yeah, you know, they, they look to see if anything's been stolen or missing or given away, and it hasn't. The fact that they're checking means they didn't willingly give the OPA anything, so they're not working with them. Yeah, it's clever. Uh, it is clever, and even the, and it gives them some character for her as well because when she goes and speaks to the ambassador again, he's like he tells a story about when. She was a kid, and her, her, and her older brother or her father, whatever, were playing cards. And she, the whole idea that she would do anything to win, she would change the game in order so that she could win. That was the analogy because they played yeah. cards, and she turned it into a race when it wasn't a race. And that got her father killed, and he's worried about her. So she's like, "I don't want to play with you anymore." Like I'm, as much as, yeah, my career might be in the shitter now. I'm glad that I'm kind of not in this game with you because it's just going to end in heartache and misery, essentially. Yeah. So I like that. And small touch, he was gay. Uh, I like that. That was just a, a thing that was there when they were at dinner with them as a couple. Yeah, I like it when shows do this and it's not a big deal because it feels more natural. Yeah, yeah. It, it just cuts to them and dinner because she's invited him over and her husband's there and he brings a guy. And I, I wasn't, you know, and it becomes really apparent just as they're leaving and he sort of touches them. It's like, all oh, right, okay, they're a couple. It's fine. It's natural. It fits in perfectly. And it's nice, nice to see again that someone in such a high-ranking position in this world is that. Yeah. So clearly, we have other prejudices. We have you know Earth, Mars, and Belters, but the classic ones of skin color and sexuality might be gone. They might not be a factor as much anymore. We've shifted to these. Yeah, new... it seems that way. Judging just off yeah. these, you know, these these two people here. Yes, yeah, so that all plays in, and it makes you feel like the can't go blowing up is affecting all the plot lines, even though the characters are all very separate at the moment. I do like it because I was perhaps not expecting them to merge this early on. I was thinking maybe it could be a good half a season. I think it does but, a great thing where it makes the world, the whole universe feel connected but big at the same time. Yeah, it's this thing where it also gives perspective of how big an event this was. Because you've got, like you said, like you've got the top people at Mars, the top people on Earth, like all focusing on this one ship. And it tells you that this was important. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's... Uh... It's doing good stuff in that sense. Uh, another small point about the Martians. I actually really like the the captain or the commander of the the Martian ship. Mm. I think she played it differently because obviously the grunts were very kind of just aggressive and by the book and whatever. Whereas she came in, she she brought Holden in. It's like you're going to recant this statement because you couldn't make a war. Like she's just concerned with the bigger picture. She's not shoving her power down his face. She's just. She does kind of feel like the equivalent to Vassarala on Earth, where mm, they, they want to play games, they want to win, but neither of them want to outright war. Like, none of them want that at the minute. Yeah. And you feel like it's inevitable at this point, because we're, we're having a show about it, so it probably is going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, and, and that makes it all the more tragic when it does happen, though, seeing all these characters fighting so desperately not to have a war, but then they're going to have to anyway. Yeah. So, uh, shows continue to be intriguing, and... Uh, that's good so I'm looking forward to episode 4 tomorrow like I say we're doing this daily we're catching up 
so like and subscribe, let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks very much for watching, guys. We'll see you next time.